Can this like virus be over already? I miss my homies. <laughs> hey Khan, is it gay to kiss your homies goodnight? Uh, well, according to the CDC, you're not allowed to kiss your homies goodnight right now. <sighs> social distancing, please. See, so social distancing hates the homies. It does, yeah. And by extension, the CDC hates the homies. <laughs> yes, clearly this has just been a plot by the CDC to get us to stop seeing our homies. Welcome back to Voicing Valiant, a podcast made by the community for the community. This is episode 48, and I'm Bookworm. And I'm Shadowcon. And we're back with another week, and I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, I think we're all starting to feel, feel it. But uh, this past week, we had some interesting games to watch. Uh, we had another 10 games. Some of them were predictable, some of them were not. The Chinese games were actually moved a day because China was doing a day of remembrance. So that kind of messed up our pickums for a hot second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like high noon just scrambling to rearrange everything. Yeah. It was definitely weird not being able to watch the Chinese games really because I had to sleep because I had to go to work on Monday. Yeah, and like I've, my sleep schedule has been all over the place. So I'm trying not to watch them. But at the same time, I end up like being awake at 3 a.m. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we're just gonna go through these rather quickly. I didn't get a chance to watch most of these because I spend most of my weekend making masks for my family. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, first game of the week was Toronto Defiant against Washington Justice. Toronto Defiant taking it 3-1. Kind of expected. Yeah, uh, this one was kind of iffy, but most people were just kind of giving it more to Defiant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what we got out of it. I feel like maybe if we had different hero bands, uh, Justice could have taken it. Because Justice, is, Justice isn't, like, terrible. And and Defiant isn't, like, amazing. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still leaning more towards Defiant on this one. Yeah. And we got to see Tuba for quite a while, too. Because mm -hmm. they pretty much had Stratus benched. Poor Stratus. Yeah. <laughs> Give us our meme nord. <laughs> no Again, May, no Stratus. Bands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next game was Los Angeles Gladiators versus Dennis Fuel. Gladiators taking it 3-0, surprising no one. Yeah, um, if anybody thought otherwise, I, I really want to talk to you, because I, I have questions of why you thought it would go the other way. Yeah. Um, next game was the Vanit game, we're going to skip that one. Then we go on to the Shanghai Dragons uh, versus Hangzhou Spark in what is technically the morning of Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Shanghai taking it three nothing. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty convincing win by the Dragons, but I think it's because we haven't seen the Chinese teams really. It's still kind of hard to predict them because they did have the week of, or the the circle of suck last week. This week they didn't really have that, but <laughs> yeah, it's like it's very hard to gauge their actual power level since they're just going against the same three teams over and over again. Well, technically four, but you know, if you look at one team, it's still going against the teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you might be able to just see, like, oh, the, you can tell what heroes are best at just because you can... It, it's easier to see just how much the hero bands affect them. But, like, that's that's all you get. You don't get to see how the power level compares to the rest of the league since it's just enclosed so much. 
the other teams have a little bit more leeway, even though they're still like close to a pretty small amount of teams. It's gonna change this upcoming week, not gonna a little bit, but still like out of all of them, the Chinese teams have the smallest like pool of teams to go up against. Yeah, uh, definitely makes for interesting scheduling, mm -hmm. to say the least. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, ho hopefully a little later this will all change. But yeah, next week it kind of starts to change, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, then the next game was the Chengdu Hunters against the Guangzhou Charge. Charge taking it 3-2. to two. So Charge is putting it through, like breaking that circle of suck. Yeah, and then uh, Hunters... Looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, Ameg didn't play entirely since, you know, Ball was banned. Uh, but he did play a couple of games. But, uh, yeah, he, he actually did. He, he held his own pretty well, even though he wasn't able to play his signature tank. But that was actually an exciting game to watch between those two. And you get to actually see how, like, would be, like, diverse his hero pool is. Because like, for a long time, they th think he's just, like, a wrecking ball one trick but like you know he can still play other tanks he might not be able to play them as high of a net level as he can the wrecking ball but you know he's proving proving himself yeah but one thing i will say about the chinese teams they're they're still so fun to watch because yeah they kind of come out with like the wildest comps still yeah because like you know they 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 have such just like small pool of teams to go up against and the chinese uh actual like online is also pretty limited like they have their own separate server servers so it's like you always get weird comps because a different meta emerges it emerges over there wow i'm stuttering a lot today <laughs> uh yeah after that we had houston outlaws paris eternal paris taking a theater one i don't even do it, it paris on, got revenge <laughs> yeah paris got revenge that's bit, that's all yeah. i'm gonna say about that like, it's, it's one of those things, like, I, I remember seeing you guys talking about it in uh, the Overwatching channel. It's like, Muma, like, when they win, it's because of Muma, but when they lose, it's because of Muma. Yeah, either <laughs> either Muma has two modes, hard carry or hard throw. I was like, oh, that must hurt because, like, you get these amazing plays. It's like, yeah, I'm proving myself. And then you're like, feed. And it's like, because oh. nobody, then, like, when you feed, no one's going to remember your good moments. Yeah, I feel like that. That just encompasses the outnaws in a nutshell. With that, that that one phrase, like if you feed, no one's gonna remember your good moments. Cause you know uh, there are good moments in the outnaws, but do you actually remember them? Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean they had that one highlight where Muma and Dante teamed up, but that was about it. The curious case of the Houston outnaws. Yeah. <laughs> And then we had Philadelphia Fusion versus the Washington Justice. Fusion taking it 3-0. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. But I will say Justice did hang in there pretty good overall. Um, so I wouldn't call it an absolute complete stomp. But it was still a pretty convincing Fusion win overall. Yep. After that was the Vinyan game. We're going to skip that. And then we had the Chinese games on what is technically the Monday morning. Yes, I missed these because I had to be at work, so I had to kind of watch the VODs and watch the highlights. Uh, the dragons breaking the curse, though, completely. And the hunters, I guess, taking on the curse, but uh, dragons won 3-1. to one. So Shanghai is the first Chinese team to go 2-0 on a weekend, and the hunters are the first 
Chinese team to go 0-2 on a weekend. Can we get an F in chat for the Hunters? Oh, seriously, yeah. <laughs> you know, at least they have some really good art coming out. They do, yeah. Though uh, I would not forgive them for making the panda dab. <laughs> I say that when I've made multiple dab emotes. Yeah, that that is true. You have made quite a few dab emotes. Yeah, uh, those were the games this week. Oh, you forgot wait, Guangzhou wait, wait. and Hangzhou. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the they Chinese the teams game. and I forgot them. See, yeah, this is what happens last... when you have games on Monday. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Hangzhou beat Guangzhou 3-2. to two, So the charge going pretty much the distance in both of their games this weekend. You're putting up a fight. Yeah, so I would say the charge and the spark are definitely the Chinese teams to watch because, yeah, they, they're the ones that seem to be just right there in the middle, just peaking at, like, weird times. And you get longer games, which means more content. Skip <laughs> yeah. us more. Yeah, the VODs for those, for the charge games were pretty long to watch. Okay, now, now, right? We no, don't have any more Monday games? No, yeah, that was the last Monday game. <laughs> okay, so, uh, coming up next week, we don't have any Vanyard games. We have a bye week. Yeah, and I think the boys really need this bye week, to be quite honest. Yeah, especially after ha especially, wait, especially after what happened this week. Haha, I said it! <laughs> yeah, this, this past weekend was not a good one for them. Nope, it was not. But uh, upcoming, we actually see the return of the Vancouver Titans now playing on the, uh, I guess, Asian side of the Pacific Division. Yeah, because uh, Vancouver did go back to South Korea since they are a full Korean team. So they are now entering the pool with, uh, yeah, with all the Chinese teams. Yes. It's it basically at this point, I would say Vancouver and Seoul essentially switched. Uh, division spots <laughs> because Seoul was in the Pacific East with the Chinese teams and Vancouver was here in the Pacific West with all the other like US based teams yeah it's it's really funny because like technically the Seoul Dynasty is also trying to go back to Korea but they don't have any games lined up so it's not like they're going to be playing on that side and they already played on like this side of things like yeah, yeah it's, really, it's really weird <laughs> but like it's nice to be able to see the Titans again and get to see them like play up against these teams like you get to see them up against charge and you're gonna get to see them up against uh the hunters so you get to see like a good variety because you know charge we need things we need takes games to the edge of their seat while the hunters are very wacky so you get to see a good like variety of how they're going to go up against the vancouver titans yeah so that it'll be interesting to see how the chinese teams stack up against the, the titans though that's for sure yeah, and it's nice to see a little bit of a variety in the Pacific Conference. Uh. Yep, and I mean we are getting a West Coast East Coast battle at least this weekend between Justice and Fuel too. So, mm -hmm. and I think, I think was it was it like Fuel and uh, Outlaws are one of the few teams that can actually play each other's conferences due to the fact that they're kind of smack in the middle of things. So those like yeah. king issues wouldn't be as bad as somebody from like. New York going up against the Valiant. Because, like, we're looking at a lot of the uh, European teams decided to just, like, settle somewhere in the East Coast instead of settling all the way in London and yeah. uh, <laughs> Paris. Because, you know, I think, uh, I think it's like, is it Paris that's in New Jersey? Yeah, Paris is Paris in New, is in New Jersey. Right now. So they can easily play, like, teams like New York and stuff. Like, it's one of the good things about, um, uh, 
because some of them were actually thinking of doing that from the start because they'd be spending so much time in the US like why plant yourself in Europe if you're gonna spend so much time outside of Europe so they'd rather like plant themselves somewhere in the US that's kind of in between where they would all go and not have so much of like a jet, jet nag going on and it's smart that they, they ended up working out for them I guess yeah I mean I I want there to be more variety but yeah it's kind of hard to do that because yeah the, the ping issue is definitely the worst part about it um so I guess it is kind of a good thing that like Vancouver and London decided to go back to Korea so at least we can kind of have a little variety but hopefully we can they can figure out something to get us a little more as well just so there's a little more interdivision and interconference uh, games going on yeah this uh this all came at like the worst timing but you know make the best of it enjoy the content we have right now like even though we got to see like a whole bunch of east coast and now like the only real variety is the east coast again like take what we can get like there's some like cool games coming up uh fusion versus rain's gonna be pretty cool oh we see outnaws versus uprising so we get to see like yeah that's a that's a great yeah, they gift right there seeing the toilet bowl. <laughs> Wait, that's your birthday? Wait. Hold, what day yeah, Saturday's my oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. it's the Nevins. Uh-huh. I'm I'm old. <laughs> but they followed up with a fun one at least. Oh, true, true. Like an actual legitimately good game to or fun game to watch rather. Yeah, cuz like we're, we're going to you're going to get uh Fusion versus Eternal, uh then Outnaws versus Uprising, then Justice versus Fuel. But like, yeah, that's pretty good. And like if you decide to stay up to the Chinese themes, you get to see like Titans again with Charge and then Spark versus Hunters. Yeah, I'll probably yeah, stay not, up to watch those anyway. Yeah, so not a not a bad uh, group of teams to watch this week. This coming week. Yeah, definitely be interesting to watch them. But yeah, um that's it for this week's uh Overwatch. Uh, move on to Valiant's game this week. Oh, we should probably mention the the hero bands for this week. Oh uh, yeah. I mean even oh. though they're not affecting Valiant, it's still yeah. important to know about in case you, you're trying to figure out what you want to do for your pickums, at least. Yeah, you know, I completely forgot because the cat wasn't involved this time, and I'm sorely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I wasn't as uh, thrilled about how they did it, but I mean, they they did the best they could essentially. I I think they could have done it a little bit better. Basically, what they what they did was uh, they just had them hold cards and shuffle the cards and said stop and then pull a card <laughs> which is so like randomized so it still works it's just like it's not it doesn't it's not as fun to watch because like at yeah. least if you have the wheel you get to see something spin around and you like pull something out and with with the cat like you, you get to root for nori choosing may yeah but and, like, uh a, a cat like who doesn't want to see a cat yeah yeah but uh the the hero bands were done by Achilles and Wolf after the Chinese games ended on Monday, or what was Monday morning. Uh, but yeah, they made the best of it. Basically, Wolf had a bunch of cards that he wrote the names of uh, all the heroes that were eligible to be banned. And basically, he just held them up with the blank side to the camera so none of us could see. And then he just shuffled the card that was in the front to the back until Achilles said stop. And then showed what the card was. But of course it just left us in more suspense. Because Wolf decided to troll. Like most of the fan base. By writing names in Korean. And then like took his time uh. trying to explain. Whose name it was on the card. 
Yeah, so this is why he has now been fined $50,000. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but that that being said, yeah, it's not the worst way to do do it, but I think maybe it could have been better, but, you know, it's not as involved with both of the casters if Wolf, you know, basically put all the names in a hat and drew one out because then Achilles really isn't doing anything. Yeah. That's all on Wolf. But I think that, yeah, they were trying to keep the, you know, get everybody involved kind of thing. So not the worst way to do it, but yeah, they're making it work with what they got. So maybe we'll have Nori back this week. Who knows? Yeah, the hero pool ended up being uh, Sombra and Reaper for DPS with Diva for tank and Ana for support. Which is like, uh, we, we finally get to see Diva out of the med- meta, which I'm kind of glad it was this week because like, we're good with Diva. Like, don't exactly want to see her gone, but it's also like, I really want to see a meta without her. So it's, so it's like, it's one of those bittersweet things w- if yeah. like Valiant had been in but now the Valiant's out of it like I don't have to worry about like no diva affecting them <laughs> yeah it, and it's definitely going to be interesting because you have uh, two players playing this weekend that are some of the most entertaining diva players in uh, Poco and Space and mm-hmm. they cannot play diva but then you get to see how good they are at flexing onto other heroes which is like one of the best thing about the hero bands is being like oh this wasn't just a one trick and then like oh oh yeah, they can actually pop off on some other characters. <laughs> Wait, they they actually know how to play? <laughs> They're not just there to play one thing and one thing only? Yeah. Wow. Speaking of which, though, Space did play a bit of Zarya over this past weekend. Yeah, because like the, the a funny lot thing of people about... were surprised at seeing that because everyone's just so used to seeing him play D.Va. Yeah, that's that's a funny thing. Like, that's a curious case of Space Overwatch. <laughs> Is that yeah. he's actually like really good at a bunch of heroes. He's just really amazing at uh, D.Va and since D.Va's so prevalent in the meta he's always on D.Va uh, but he was he was known for having a pretty damn good Zarya beforehand just like being a great off tank in general and he's also like super flexible just in general like just put him on Widow and he'll pop off put him on Zarya <laughs> and he'll pop off like tank DPS it works don't know how good he, he is at support though I don't think we see much of him on support <laughs> uh, no we just saw him on the support in uh the, the fun game with the Valiant mm-hmm. when they did the PTR games. Because I think he played Ana most of those games. I he might have played another support hero, but I'm, I know he was definitely on Ana probably yeah, majority know, of the time. I know they like switched up uh, what's it called? Roars. Yeah. But that was a while ago. That wasn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no. Wait. He played Nuzio, right? Because this past PTR game. Maybe it was game. Lucio. I'm, I'm yeah, maybe it was Lucio. Yeah, like, See, he played. I think he played Nuzio. It was a, it was a bit of a while ago. I, I don't have the best memory. I blame my cat. <laughs> I blame work. Does that count? <laughs> that counts. All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, okay. We? Now we yeah, now we can <laughs> yeah. now we can talk about Valiant's games yes, this past weekend. Yes. Okay. Hero pools, Valiant. Uh, Hero pool affected Valiant this week. <laughs> I guess. Uh. I want to say it did. Wait, that's also kind of like in, a cop-out. Yeah, but in one game, I want to say it didn't affect us. It's just some really just unfortunate things happened. Yeah. More yeah. than anything. First game uh, was uh, Valiant versus Shock, and Shock won the rematch 3-1. Yep, uh, Shock definitely looked better having Lucio back in the pool for Moth to use. Um Valiant did try to hang in there overall, but 
yeah, having a lot of heroes back in the pool that Shock liked to use definitely didn't help our chances. Yeah, and Bunny didn't necessarily look bad. They had a lot of good plays. Like, Zemetra goes... That's yeah. a funny tweet. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. Why am I, like, <laughs> snowing so much today? Yeah, but Valiant did win on Paris, so I guess it's two CPs our mode now. Which is <laughs> After funny. it's been our Achilles heel for so long. Yeah, like, that, that was always our go-to. Is like, well, they lost that one, but they're not good on two CP. Like, I could probably make a combination of that. Probably, <laughs> and, yeah. And it would be a few minutes long. Like, I wouldn't bet on that, though, because I don't feel like actually editing something like that. Yeah, but... Yeah, then Dorado, they just got absolutely rocked on Dorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eichenwald was at least closer. Yeah. But, it's it's um, one of those sad things because they actually ended off the first push with more time than the Shock. But Shock ended up having a better, like... Ad- they had more of an advantage when Vanyard had their second run. Uh, they managed to just uh, have... Uh, more ults stacked up and had better spawn times when it came to stopping them on their push because they got, got to get them like right at that gate while uh, Shock ended up having the upper hand on their second push by b- bringing it all the way to the double doors yep <laughs> it was one of those things it's just like they had some they had the advantage of spawn and the uh, ult advantage like the it could have easily gone either way with just like a few different things happening, like maybe uh, they had prepared a nil better, knowing that the shock was gonna have a better spawn advantage. If maybe they had uh, anticipated the Reaper ult more, like stuff like that, could have easily maybe brought them closer to what was uh, shock's ending point on their on their second run. It's one of those situations. That thing. It's just the little things, but the little things end up adding up, and that's how you news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't look bad. I'm not sad that they lost. Uh, you know, I'm always sad that they lost, but I'm not, I guess, disappointed that they lost. Because, yeah, th- them yeah. losing the shock wasn't what disappointed me this weekend. No. The next game was against Dennis Fuel, and Dennis Fuel won 3-2. to two. Yeah, but uh, just a quick interjection here before we talk about this game uh we finally got to see the home skins at least in play because oh, yeah. valiant's only been using their away skins the entire time so far uh so we finally got to see the new home skins like they've really grown grown on me uh i wasn't the biggest fan of the blue and yellow like i like the combo but i also liked green and gold a lot but at the same time i didn't like the in-game skins as much as i probably would have if they had switched to the darker green because the old green just felt kind of dull to me. There was just something about it that I didn't necessarily like too much. Uh, but I really like this new because it kind of really commits to the brightness instead of just being like, oh, it's going to be kind of in between. Uh, me personally, I mean, it was cool to see it finally, but me personally, I'm still not sold on this whole color change. Uh, yeah. I would have preferred if they'd gone to the darker green, but like at least now it's not... like. A dull green? That's that's my thing. Cause like either go dark or go bright. Don't go somewhere in the middle, cause then you kind of just look muddy. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me personally, I tend to like darker colored jerseys. So I think that's my biggest issue with the new skins is that they're just like you said, they're more on the bright side, 
And, but yeah, that is good that they at least committed <laughs> to either a dark color set or a bright color set. But yeah, for me personally, I definitely tend to like darker colored jersey sets. And this is the opposite, but also I just, I honestly miss the, the green-gold combo. But, mm. I mean, blue and yellow is not bad, but I don't know, I just don't prefer it. <laughs> yeah. You know, now I'm thinking about it, maybe that's why I disliked the mayhem, the old mayhem kind of scheme more than I than the uh, dragons kind of scheme. Because they technically have, like, they have the similar colors with, like, the like the reds and with, like, the touch of yellow. But I'm like, huh, maybe that's why I disliked mayhems more. I'm, like, thinking about how, like, the colors <laughs> work together and how, like, it wasn't, like, as bright. It was, like, a little weird while, like, the dragons has a known, like, a darker look to it. It seems to commit more to the dark, where, like, Mayhem's was a null in-between, huh? Yeah, well, Mayhem's colors were just, at least the old ones, were just obnoxious, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, they, they, too. They worked, like, they worked more with, like, red and yellow, and there wasn't, like, as much black in there as, like, in the Dragons kind of scheme. Which is, like, I feel like there just wasn't a good combination. In theory, it was, but on the skins, it was not. It was not a good combination. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, like, they were, like um, it, was, it was, like, one of those weird things that like, could kind of, like, flip to each other, like, sort of thing. So, but, yeah. like, the, yeah, I, I feel like maybe if the yellow was more bright, it would work better in combination to the red. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm going to, like, look through all the team colors now and, like, try to, like, pinpoint why I don't like them now. That I've started to realize, like, hey, these, uh, <laughs> the, the commitment to whether it's bright or dark is actually the reason I don't like them. Because, like, I don't necessarily like all the gray ones either. Because some of them just, like, don't feel like they commit too much to to the right color scheme. Yeah, I mean, like, that's fair. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like really invested in colors now. You are. So we should get back on topic about the game yep, now. Yeah, since okay. I had to make that quick interjection. <laughs> so you just, you distracted me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, this, the losing to Dallas, that was just heartbreaking. Yeah, they looked so um, discouraged. Like, we obviously can't see their face. But just like in the way they were playing, because they had a they had a pretty good run at the start of things. Like they had they were really really strong on the first map, which was uh, what's it Ilios. called? Ineos. Why am I forgetting it? It has some like <laughs> the night house. How did I you forget Ineos night house? Whatever. They won two zero. They were super convincing. Like on the second round, uh, Danis looked like they were about to uh, cap the point, and then like. We got we get McGravy stunned long enough for the rest of the team to come back, and they never actually gained any percentage. Bannon had control the entire time. And like, damn, that's really really close. Yeah, like, that was a really like, good play by McGravy because he, he even used the the self destruct to yeah. stall it out even more. Was able to remech, and sure, he only maybe lasted a couple more seconds, but it was enough seconds that he lasted still. That even though he died, the rest of the team made it back to recontest the point and then ultimately win the team fight to take or rather keep control of the point yeah because it's one of those things like it was so close to them losing the point and once you lose the point it's hard to take it back because while you're waiting for the the point to cap the other team's still racking up percentages and if they do what mcgravy did then they would have like stalled out for more time yada 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 but like they were really good on that and then the second map was uh voskaya which is not necessarily bad. They ended up losing that to Danis. But, like, it was still really close in some sections. Um, 
they had an amazing first take. They end up being like stalled out for a long time by Dallas Fuel. And it was really funny because McGravy almost back capped. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping he was going to, but yeah. unfortunately he didn't. But yeah, I mean, despite the loss on Volskaya, uh, it, it was actually really close. Uh, the the point B defense by Dallas really seemed to turn around because there was a couple of times where it looked like Valiant were going to be able to cap it, but unfortunately didn't. Uh, and then Dallas on their attack made about capped it point about the same amount of time as Valiant, if I remember correct. I think they were uh, like a little bit slower. It might have been a little bit slower, yeah. And then when they were trying to push B, Valiant looked like they were going to hold it as well and force the draw. And then just one good ult kind of ruined it. Yeah, that's a, that's but, the nature of the game. One good ult is all you need. Yeah, but it, it was still a pretty good stall because I remember Dallas had like over five minutes, my maybe yeah, close to five and a half. Yeah, yeah they so both had like weeny, weeny big time banks. Yeah, and Dallas won with like a minute and a half left in their time bank. So Valley definitely did hold down the fort as best they could for their defense. And honestly stalling out for five and a half minutes is tough for any team so the fact that they were able to hold it off for you know roughly four minutes is still pretty good despite the loss yeah and then uh next map was route 66 well vanian looked amazing you know they they pushed it uh they have three points then it's danis's uh danis's danis danis's turn turn <laughs> You yeah. kind of love the English language, but mm -hmm. like they are stuck in spawn for so long. Like yeah, Valiant went for that forward hold, and my God, did they keep that forward hold really like, until there was I think like one minute left in yeah in the time bank, and even then, and that's like, when Dallas finally started to get progress. But then Valiant came roaring back <laughs> and just decimated them. So Dallas didn't even cap a single point on Route 66. Yeah, one of the really cool things I saw was uh, those two, like, with three entrances, but one of them's on the high grounds. So I'm only going to talk about the two. But, like, those two entrances into the first point area coming from the defender spawn. And everybody was going towards one of them. So the for, so the Dennis had their shield pointed towards that one. And then you see Dreamer coming in from the other one and just hitting that shadow from behind them and it's like hey, that's not i'm not sure if they like really coordinated that or that was just knock but that's like if that was coordinated that's so smart because you end up turning the shield without them even realizing that there's somebody behind them it's not a forced turn they willingly turn their shield it's, yeah it's, that it's, was uh <laughs> that was such a great shatter yeah, and like that's a, there's something really cool about Route 66 is that you can like really spawn camp without actually being at the spawn, just being at the point. It's, yes. It's because of the the way those uh, courts are set up, down like falling onto the ground from the overhead uh, train thing. It's like, yeah, they can technically get out of spawn, but they can't get past those courts. And if they try to, maybe they get one pick. But then Ryan collapses on. Like, the four people that needed to get that one pick and takes out four in return for one. And even if you do have the spawn advantage, like, since you have the issue of Valiant just having so much cover that, and, and having that ability to just, like, jump on you, like, it, it's really hard to get past that first little, little point. Like, you didn't even, you don't even get to the turn when you're stuck already. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was a really fun map to watch. I was so happy about that. I was like, ah! 
they're doing so great. They didn't even cap the first point. Valiant got all three and they didn't cap one. Like, hey. Yeah, but one thing I also I will say was that uh, da- overall in this game, Dallas really did not look that good overall. Uh, Gam- I mean, Gamsu was probably one of the bigger highlights for them, but Decay, though, was the one that was really keeping them in the, the game. This whole game this whole game could be summed up with Decay carried. Because really, like, <laughs> it seemed all the plays relied on Decay trying to get a stick on the Tracer Pulse Bomb and hope he gets two people with that stick. And he didn't get a lot of the times two people. Like, he, he might do, like... The Reinhardt, and once he turns around or something, because like Reinhardt's protecting everybody else, he's usually near everybody else and manages to get uh, a second person along the way. And it's it's one of those things. It's like he was really popping off in that point, but he was the only one who was really popping off. And then you also had Gamsu, who did pretty good. Like he got some pretty good shadows. Uh, one of which I'm really mad about, but we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. But it really felt like they were hoping on just one individual to open. Hi, Jaguar. I don't know if you can hear her. She's meowing at me. I think she's also mm. mad about the K carrying. Probably, but no, I couldn't hear her just now. Mm. But yeah, um, it really felt like the Danis was really, really relying on one person's carry ability, which is not the best thing to do in the Overwatch League because it is a team-oriented like esport you can't hope that one person carries you because if that one person is pressured enough and gets taken out then the rest of your team can't follow up basically yeah um there's also like some great plays from valiant uh such as dreamer taking the high ground just jumping up getting right in the face and shattering yeah that was brilliant i loved it like, I don't understand how that was even possible. And, like, Gamsu was right there with the shield. But he just, like, literally walks past the shield. And I think everybody was just so, like, shocked at the fact that he just jumped onto the high ground. That they didn't register he was there with them. And they just they just got shattered. Yeah. I, I don't think they they were expecting that to happen at all. It's over, Dennis. I have the high ground. Yeah, Dreamer really did want that high ground, so he took it. <laughs> Okay, uh, that was Route 66, which was super fun to watch. Uh, and then we move on to Eichenwald. This is where it all went wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. This is where Decay really started to carry. And Valiant, yeah. one, didn't have an answer for it. And then two, Valiant just got absolutely mentally boomed in this game. It, it came it, down to two... Besides Decay, it came down to two absolutely heartbreaking, crucial things that yeah, killed this game. So, Vanguard has an amazing push. Uh, they're going first, they take the first point, da-da-da-da-da-da, have some nice plays, and then they finally reach the end of Eichenwald. And they don't get to cap. They are at no. 0.00% like, completion. And they're like, what? What's going on? Because like, it's one of those things where you're at, you're at like 0.004, and it rounds down to 0, 0. So it looks like you 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 cap. So it's like it's one of those things that's very very like, un, it's like unmotivated, discouraging, something like that. We're like, damn, we were just like that close to capping, and they didn't. And that the big thing is they didn't cap because if they had been able to cap, you'd get like a second try if that is fuel caps and stuff like that. So that that just raises the stakes in that all. Yeah. 
uh, a freaking millimeter. It's such a small percentage. It, and it, yeah, it hurts yeah, it so came much down, to look at. It does. It came, yeah, it came down to a millimeter. Like, oh my god, that's so painful. Yes, and then uh, Dana's Field has the push. They make it all the way to the castle doors, and they get held there for so long. Like, they kept the second point, the second like, part of it, and they're just there right past the door and like they just can't seem to break through until overtime and it's something that happens a lot is that in overtime you're like screw it let's throw all our ults out and they manage to get something but that doesn't always work because you still have the rest of the rest of the way to go and you have no ults but they did have one ult which was the shatter and that's where everything went wrong mm-hmm so there's enough time for Vanity to be able to recontest. They'll be recontesting right in front of the throne, which is where the root ends up capping off in hybrid, uh, in Icon Vaults. And it's just, you you see Vanity all coming down one way, you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna work. Gamsa comes in and shatters them while they're in spawn. So they have no way of actually leaving and touching the point, and Danis gets to cap. And it's just... Yeah, that shouldn't be a thing. I, I, I'm gonna say I, that the, uh, the millimeter. Okay, fine. You, I'll give you that they didn't cap it by a millimeter, but then to get basically spawn camped like that while you're in spawn, you're not being able to step out when you're supposed to be protected. Is just it's, it's one of those things I really hate about spawn because it's like two layers of spawn. There's a part of spawn where you are like pretty much invincible. You go in there and your health is immediately re replenished and you can change your heroes. And there's a second spot of spawn that's right before the barrier to the actual like, Map part area. where everybody can be in. And anything that happened in that second part of spawn that like, can hurt you, you can die in there, you can uh, have CC done to you. Like the only thing that can't be in there is the enemy team. And it's something that's so like discouraging because you just got like you got cc'd in spawn where you're supposed to be safe because i wouldn't care if they had just stepped out of spawn and they got shattered i'd be like okay danis takes that i i wouldn't be as mad but the fact that they were in spawn and that happened like they they see themselves in the safety of the spawn just get capped like there's a, there's a lot of stuff in overwatch to keep from spawn ha capping happening by having like two different entrances sometimes even three sometimes having them in different levels of high ground like it's all there but like you can still get boofed back into spawn you can still get shattered in spawn you can be snapped in spawn just in that one little space between the uh place where you can change your heroes and the barrier that lets you go out into the actual game and so it's just i really wish that wasn't a thing i understand maybe getting some damage in that area because like you can't just like stand in your own spawn and shoot out being invincible like i understand that that's probably the reason they have that little like space in between the place where you can choose your hero and the actual map i guess is so you can't just like stand in your spawn and shoot from there but at the same time i wish like cc didn't count because that like keeps you knocked away in there and keeps you from being able to actually join the fight yeah yeah i would agree with that mm -hmm. 
oh yeah that's how they lost Eichenwald and it, you can really tell they were so discouraged after that they, they seemed so I think just in the way they played because after that is Oasis and I think another really unfortunate thing is it really looked like they were going to take the first point of Oasis and at the very last minute they lose it like the last second they were so close to taking it and I feel like that also discouraged them because they just lost the last map by so little like they were so close to winning it and then the first point of the next map they again use it in the same fashion it's it's so it's so discouraging and you can really tell that they just like almost like lost the will to to fight for for that second point of uh of oasis yeah but yeah just seeing the way they played on oasis was so discouraging you, you could tell like i said they were just mentally boomed by what had happened on Eichenwald and it just like completely broke you know their resolve to play I feel I feel really bad for them because like the, the, you have this game where everybody's expecting you to win and then you just like lose it over something like being shattered and spawned it's so discouraging. Like you had zero point zero percent up on the board, and you still like apparently there's still more of the route to take on hybrid. And so it's like oh. I feel I I hope that they take the time in this week that's coming up where they don't have a game to practice a bit and maybe get like have a talk with the coaches to help themselves out and uh maybe I don't know find a way to keep the motivation going even when they are just mentally destroyed like that yeah oh yeah i'm I'm hoping them having this weekend off works out in that way but i do trust packing that he'll get them ready and back in the right mindset after that it's also like they get they get a little bit of a break which is always good it's always good to have like a little like mental decompress they don't have to worry about like practicing too much during this time because like they're not going to be practicing on these same hero bands anyway yeah so then yeah they don't have to worry about it it's a it's a nice little time to relax yeah, um that's it for the vanguard game this week um we had some great times we had some bad times we had a a fine going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well poor nastro and then rascal decides to mock him and like repeat what he says in chat and then super's like hey, you guys realize that the people can see what you're typing and poor nastro's just like sorry 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 so both nastro and uh, rascal got fined this past week for inappropriate uh talk yes. yeah <laughs> but at the same time like they, they while well, they get fined a thousand dollars they make up for it with like so much clout <laughs> yeah like but, how to I become mean, an instant favorite yeah so last became an instant favorite and he has an emote for it now <laughs> what are you talking about that emote has nothing to do with that oh you're right my bad <laughs> it has i was trying to, to force d- something to, to work when it clearly wasn't going to work see and like the fan on twitter said that it was 100 percent because uh his team won in the Valiant versus it has nothing to do with what happened in match chat this last weekend yeah <laughs> but yeah, uh speaking of Valiant versus i believe it's now time to talk about Valiant's no weekly 3v3s 
<laughs> yeah, we got more 3v3s. Uh, didn't ask for it, but we definitely needed it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice that they're doing this weekly thing. It kind of sucks that it's on a Monday and at 7pm, because I'm always at dinner during this time. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, we had Team Mike again with uh, Nastro and Shex versus Team Packing with KSF and KSP. And surprisingly, Mike actually won this time around. Yeah, Mike finally caught a break. <laughs> yeah. We had some really fun game modes this time. We had a Torb 3v3. Uh, we had a, a return of the Widow 3v3, which is what ca capped them off. And uh, Shex ended up carrying, as usual. <laughs> Yeah, Shaq's, I, Shaq's finally got help this time. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think they joked around that, again, Nastro had no kills <laughs> on the uh, Widow 3v3. Yeah, yeah, I think that happened, yeah. And that uh, Shaq's had the majority of them again. <laughs> yeah, they did a return of the uh, team gets to choose the enemy's uh, pomp. And I guess Mike tried to get revenge on Packing for only giving him non-healers by giving them only healers, but that's a mistake, because they can all heal themselves now. Yeah. They gave, they, he gave them Anna, who can sneep you. Hello? <laughs> there was a point, um, I think, I think it was Mike who was on the Winston. And whoever was on Anna at that time, just like, sneaks him as he's like, trying to jump, so he just falls off the map. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was great, to say the least. So it's one of those like, bruh, you think just just do what packing does and play dirty and, and give them only DPS and maybe a tank. Yeah, I will say, if you're that Winston and you get slept and you're just watching your body just slowly drift towards the edge of the map and then off the map to your death, <laughs> then that's just a feels bad. Yes, and um, the other game mode was the uh, speed put up to. Uh, 1.5 speed, uh, 150%. And we have to see Echo <laughs> during this, and it's really cool because, like, since she's going so fast, when she jumps in the air, she goes pretty far and stays pretty high up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's so fun because, like, oh, you can make get some pretty good air with uh with Echo, but the speed boost just lets it go wild. <laughs> and um, I believe there was one more, but uh, what was it? What did I say them all? Uh... Let's see, I there was a uh, Torp Widow. Then it was Speed Boost. Choosing the other team. I just watched this earlier. I feel like there's one I'm missing. I feel like that's everything. If I'm missing it, I'm going to blame my cat again. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a good plan. And because Team Mike ended up winning... He got to choose a new emote for the Valiant Twitch. And we got Big Nastro Energy <laughs> as our new emote. It has absolutely nothing to do with what happened in match chat this last weekend. Keep that in mind. Correct. <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. It was a really fun uh, 3v3 to watch. Uh, Charney was messing around with the music. Uh, he's somebody else who's on the social media team correct me if i'm wrong it's social media and not content right or is he on both um, he's on both i think or maybe I i'm just going crazy maybe he's on content i, I sometimes forget 
it sucks. It's like, you think I remember who where each person is. But at one point, I forgot uh, back when Roost was on uh, the Immortal staff. At one point, I was like, oh, he's on content, right? Like, no, he's a uh, partnership. So I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this goes on from like season one. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, he got to play in, like a crab rave, uh, do a sandstorm, uh, the Jeopardy theme music thing, you know, usual fun stuff. It was hilarious, especially when Crab Rave came on because the chat specifically requested that one. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, um, that's all the that's all there is for the three v three. If you want to watch it yourself, it is on the Valiant Twitch. Uh, if you want to just like watch one of them, the YouTube has up uploaded the Torb three v three. So if you just want to watch that one, which is pretty fun. And I guess it's enough more fun because it's hammer only, so see a lot of people hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a good time to transition over to the uh, Valiant videos that came out this week, which is, I guess, technically only one. Uh, it's like there's four, but like only one is actual content. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise the rest are just related to uh, the previous weekend's games. Yes, because they uploaded KSP's uh, POV, which is great to like, look at. It's uh, his uh, POV from Busan versus uh, the San Francisco Shock. And they did actually put out on their Twitter that they, like, hey, if you wanted to see somebody's POV, who do you want to see? And everybody was choosing Nastro because of, but, you know, you know why. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we might end up seeing that later this week of Nastro being put up on the Twitter, not Twitter, uh, YouTube. Yeah, uh, after that video came the only, I guess, actual real video, which was, uh, it was a video where Apnai talked about how he believed the hero bands of this week were going to affect things. It was sponsored by Frontier, who is a sponsor of, like, Immortals in general. And it was really, I, I really liked this kind of video because we got to see Apnai's thoughts of how things were going on. He, he mentioned, like, oh, I think I'm going to see more Doomfist because there's no longer May. Yeah, at one point he even mentioned, like, I don't think we're going to see another Tracer, which he was wrong about because we end up seeing Decay on Tracer just dominating. Yeah. And he he mentioned on, like, a lot of things, like, oh, I think this is going to affect that. It was it was really nice to see his thought process, um, him explaining why certain heroes will be more prevalent right now because the hero that usually counters them is out of the way. Or, like, the fact, like, or the hero, hero that they counter was countered by May, so it's out of the way, so that one can't be played instead. You know, there's a whole, like, spider web of how this works. But yeah, that was uh, the only, I guess, real content one. Because the next one after that was just the top five plays of Vanyard vs. Shock and Danis. Uh, and then after that was just the upnote of the Hammer Time portion of the Vanyard vs. <sighs> Still no more. Vanyard plays Mario Party. Yeah, I want more Mario Party. <laughs> and like, I I'm, need to know what happens to the. I wonder the if they're like holding off on that video because it's the last nuts nuts play video they have recorded. Because I doubt they had time to record any more by the time that the quarantine hit. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Because yeah, who knows what content they might have started filming, but then in, now in can't theory, finish. In theory, they could record more because they do live in apartments. Uh, so they could just have the people who live together do a let's play of something. 
and just like drop off a camera, uh, have them disinfect the camera, record themselves, drop it off outside. Somebody picks it up, disinfects it, takes it back to wherever they're working from home and edits it there, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that is an option. Uh, that's the only thing, because like, you, you wouldn't want to like, I, I don't think you'd really want them to be gathering together outside of stuff that's like super, super important and content. Well, like it's great for us to keep us entertained. It's not necessarily important. You don't want them getting sick and missing out on. You'd rather them get sick from playing the game on like the Overwatch League than playing Mario Party. Is I guess what Agreed. I'm saying. You don't want them to get sick anyways, but like you rather it be for something important than for something like, trivial. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, in general, don't get sick, but like. If you're gonna get sick, you want it to be for important reasons. Right? I feel like I have to yes. like really drive that point in because I don't want anybody to say I want them to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I swear. I'm not trying to take the spot on the team. I'm a gold player. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was it for the content. Uh, well, in the same vein, I feel like I need to mention the Overwatch League did put out a video of Nori, Zoe's cat, and it was yes. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was. It was so good. <laughs> I'm so glad they took the time to make that. Yeah, and it's one of those content things that's very easy to do because they just have to ask Zoe to like record her cat and maybe like send in any videos or pictures she has of Nori so they could mess around with it. And it is one of those really easy things to do. Yeah, they basically just... It's basically a mockumentary. They made it look like it was an actual like documentary talking about Nori. Yes, it was kind of like a Nori story, right? Uh, I, believe... I believe so. Let me double check it real fast. It's both on their Twitter and yeah, their YouTube. Yeah, a Nori so. story. Yeah. A hero we didn't deserve, a Nori story. Because it's true, like, the May Band. It's also such oh, a that's... cute way of, like, nooking at the, uh, at the hero bands. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they made it look like a trailer for a documentary that was coming out. Yeah, and uh, I think they did this last week uh, where they made fun of the like, NA production issues by showing Nori just, like, standing on the keyboard and stuff and, like, putting captions like, mutes, uh, Mr. X, messes with the sound filter, etc., etc., pauses game, pauses game. Yeah, Which I, I feel think like... that, that was a really good video, too. Yeah, I think that was last week. Uh but yeah, we just like kind of last week. forgot about that one because I think that one was only on YouTube. I don't remember, not YouTube, only on Twitter. I don't remember seeing it on YouTube. No, it was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. How did I miss that one mm-hmm. then? Maybe I uh, missed it. Maybe it was followed up by a bunch of highlights, so I missed it. Mm, uh, who knows? No, I don't think so. I think it was the only one out that came, the only hmm. one they posted for that day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name my cat again. Like that, that's my fail safe now, since my cat is the problem. I mean, I don't think that's fair, but okay. <laughs> She's my cat. She's dealt with me for 15 years. She can handle this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think I think that's all there is to it. Uh, we had games, we had videos, we had cats. Uh, Valiant did put out that if you want to have your VOD reviewed by the team, you can send in. Uh, just upload a file or a link to the file. And... Yeah, just like send it to the VOD reviews. Like it's like VOD at com. So if you want to like get some help, like show them your gold game thing, have them teach you how to like aim with Symmetra or something. <laughs> I know what goes on in gold. It's not pretty. 
Well, I don't worry. I, I know all too well as well. And I think that's like the only other thing to talk about. Uh, oh, I, I almost completely forgot about this. Uh, a while ago, a pick crew came out. It's an icon maker made by Sawsneeps and Just Teddy. Well, you can make yourself while well, like in a Overwatch League jersey, and there's these little like added, uh, little touches you can do to add something to represent the hero you main. It's really cute, and there's a lot of like different hair designs on it. Vanian teamed up with them so they can add on Vanian's new jersey, a bunch of different shirts, and the Windbreaker, which I still want. <laughs> Well, at least you can uh, make a picture of yourself wearing Windbreaker now. Yes. <laughs> and I, f I feel like it's such an amazing thing to do to just partner up with this artist. Like, they, this pit crew is already out. Then just be like, hey, do you want to add this stuff? I wouldn't be surprised if they paid them to do this. I don't know if they did or not. But, um, yeah, like, it's really nice to see them partner up with an artist to get this done. So. Yeah, that was super cool that they did. It's now we get super cool stuff. And Vine's the only one that they have these added things. Because they, they not only added, like, a bunch of apparel. They also added uh, face paint. A little, like, knip. That's, like, Vanna's knip. Because the Vanna, like, I guess she's technically the unofficial mascot. It has a uh, no knip in her hair. That's the Vanna symbol. And this little, like, what's it called? A pendant? The little flag thing that's flowing in the back of the uh, of the person. It's all super cool. And I'm really yeah. glad they did that. Though I really like my current icons. I don't know if I'm going to switch just yet. <laughs> but like, I got to live out my dream of having that windbreaker. Do it. Uh, but yeah, now I think that's it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else on the Twitter. Um, I know that they're currently trying to connect the Twitch emotes to the uh, Discord. But they're having some issues because they don't... like. Ray, since Reagan is working from home right now, she doesn't have access to the Annie Valiant Discord's, like, account, which owns the Discord server, which is what they would need to connect it to the Twitch to be able to have the emotes there. It's, like, it's a, it's a bit of a process. And if she doesn't have access to that account, she can't tie them together. So she's, like, waiting. And, like, she meant, she was talking about it in Valcourt earlier. So if you, if you want to, like, get your... Uh, Overwatch, like, va Valiant emotes, like, get them in soon. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but I think that's it for us. Uh, unless I forgot something. I'm going to blame the cat if I forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, I think, I'm pretty sure that's everything. Well, if you want to keep up to date with everything Voicing Valiant, you can find us at Voicing Valiant on Twitter. If you want to keep up to date with everything NA Valiant, you can find them at NA Valiant on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Reddit, Discord, and Snapchat. That's it for us, guys. See you next week. Yep, see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. And suddenly I get a DM from Ian. That just says sex, big dick. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> is, this, is this a new form of nerding? <laughs> <laughs>